So, uh, Randall. Yeah, Hades? Have you heard about uh, all these uh, ISIS recruits showing up lately? <laughs> yeah. They said, hey, is this heaven? Where are our virgins? <laughs> and Cerberus said, there is no God. You've wasted your lives. But I can give you Randall's number if you're looking for a virgin. So, Demeter called me three times the other day. Mm. Three times. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I wish there was a heaven. I'll write her a recommendation. Mother's-in-law, right? Persephone always tells me, she's a saint. Well, isn't there a place we can send saints? <laughs> nope. We're all just dead. Hey. All right, hey, so we got a great show for you tonight. The Judges of the Underworld are here playing their new hit single, Don't You Fear. But first, I'd like to welcome our guest for the evening. You know him as the Strongman competition winner three times in a row from 404 to 407, Thor Thunresdag. acceptable to see you again, if that's not a shadow of a memory I'm not sure I ever experienced. Nah, it's me. Oh, good. Good to see you. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, just staring out at the river of fire. And also you've written a book. I've got it right here. It's called It's Not Hammer Time. What's with the title? So, obviously, the title is a reference to Mjolnir, my own hammer, but also to a currently living god status human, one of those short-term gods, master of ceremonies, hammer. Yeah, he was worshipped in the United States for a while, had a song called Hammer Time. Mm -hmm. So, it's a double thingy, a pun. Um, is he dead yet? I haven't seen him. Me neither. So, uh, tell me a little bit about why you wrote the book in the first place. Well, I've just been talking to a lot of deads that showed up and were disappointed. They say, oh, you know, I specifically made sure I died in battle for you because I thought you were going to bring us up to Valhalla and we party. Drink meat, sing songs, feast on fine cheeses and lamb stew with bread. I probably would have tried harder to avoid that battle axe in the face if I knew about this whole situation before. And I'm just standing here with this dumb look on my face. You know, there's been a lot of pressure on some of the older gods to deliver an afterlife. So that's kind of why I decided to write a book in the first place. You know, give a little perspective on the pressure we face and how we can't live up to expectations. <laughs> well, how could you? Yeah, we're just dead people. <laughs> I mean, me personally, I'm pretty surprised to hear that some of the newer deads were disappointed in me. Me! I guess the old Norseys are making a comeback in the living world. It's heartbreaking to tell them that you're just a regular old dead that they've decided is a god. So, you wanted to let people know that they shouldn't rely on you for anything? Definitely that. 
and other things too, I guess. I just want people to cast off illusions and embrace reality. So if I'm remembering correctly, you told me backstage that sales weren't doing as well as you would have hoped. Are you surprised? Well, uh, I mean, when my publisher and I actually looked at the market, we're like, there are so many deads, so many more than livings. So we figure, hey, it's a huge market. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are literally no books down here. So I just assumed that this would take up 100% of the market share for books. Of course, I forgot that money is a construct, and we don't need it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't have any money either. Yeah, so there's that. No money to buy the book. So, when it first came out, I literally sold zero books. Okay, I thought, well, I spent all this effort writing a book and getting it published, so people should at least read it. They should at least get a sense of what I'm saying. So that's when I decided to do an underworld tour. You actually did a couple stops with me when I was in town. I, do, I, I remember that, yeah. And so I was doing this book signing over at the pavilion. There's just lines of debt stretching back for what seemed like forever. Which is fine. I hadn't sold one single book, so I literally had a huge display, which had a whole bunch of signed copies on it. How many signed copies did you like, do the first hundred? Uh, no, it, it was all of them. Uh, must have taken a really long time. I mean, you, you had hundreds of thousands of them printed up. I didn't mind. Obviously, I don't know exactly how long it was, but I'm guessing it was quite some time, because when you start getting deads, and then the deads' children, and then those deads' grandchildren down here, it's probably been a while. Anyways, uh, time is meaningless, so I didn't mind signing him. Alright, you do have a point. We are going to be dead forever. Yep. So I was on the tour, and the deads, they all came up to me, shook my hand, and I gave them a free signed copy of my book. And they all took it from me. And as they walked away, just put them back down at the other end of the table. So, when I ran out of books from the first pile, I just moved my chair over. I just did that for a while. A long while. And finally, I just got up and walked away from the pile of books. The line never got shorter. I mean, <laughs> they already know that they don't have any hope for an afterlife. So they had no interest in the book. I think they all just showed up just to be polite. So, what's the plan? Well, my publisher and I have been talking, and we both agreed that this isn't our target demographic. So we've uh, been looking at some ways to reach out to the living world, because it's actually more important that they get the heads up. But there's really only one link between the living and the dead. Well, that's why we had you on. Yeah, this show. I'm still not quite sure how you managed to bridge that dimensional gap. We have a good technical crew. Yeah, they're very, very good. Huh. So, um, I'm hoping that Livings will get a hold of the book. And hopefully, wise up and realize their delusions and false assumptions aren't just hurting them, but hurting us, too. You know, at the end of the day, I still want to get out the message that people shouldn't expect us to reward them because they followed a bunch of rules that they made up themselves. 
they should just be good on their own without expecting a couple thousand of us deads to throw a huge everlasting party for them. And just for them, by the way, some of them want a VIP party just for them. They don't want anyone else invited to the party. It's kind of terrible if you think about it. Yes, it is. So, It's Not Hammer Time is available here in the underworld, free at, uh, um... The piles are still there. Okay. So, yeah, It's Not Hammer Time is available free of charge in huge piles throughout the underworld. And in the living realm, it's available... Uh, it's not technically available in a physical form in the living realm. We're, uh, we're looking into that. Okay. Well, I wish you the best and hope you sell a ton of books. Yeah, that would be great. All right. Thor Thunra's bag, everybody. Thank you. So, uh, we will be right back uh, with the judges of the underworld after this quick commercial break. Don't leave us. Hey there, duds. You do nothing all the time. You don't eat. You don't sleep. You don't move. Perhaps you stare off into the distance, thinking nothing. Have you tried staring off in a different direction? The view will be the same. Still doing nothing. Thinking nothing. Try staring off in a different direction today. Or tomorrow. Or never. This message brought to you by the Underworld Staring Off in a Different Direction Advisory Board. guest this evening. This band is recently deceased, and uh, I've been looking forward to hearing them ever since I heard about their helicopter accident. Ladies and gentlemen, the judges of the underworld.
about the snake and about the dove, about earth below and sky above. Take your final breath. 
Podcast Network.